Don't you just hate it when dishonest people, cheaters, succeed? Or when you're watching a football game and there's a bad call and it costs the team the game? Or when bullies take advantage of a person or a situation and get away with it? Most likely you want to cry out like we used to when we were young, that's not fair. That is not fair. It's sort of what we're hearing about tonight. Life is not fair. In the first reading, I know some of you were cheering secretly when they said the proud and the evildoers will be stubble. Yeah, that's what they deserve. They deserve to be stubble. And then in the second reading, we heard Paul tell the Thessalonians, if you don't work, you don't eat. My grandfather used to say that, only said it in Italian. Se non lavore, non mangia. If you don't work, you don't eat. It's not fair. It's not fair to eat when you're not doing anything for it and everybody else is working hard. So where does this come from in our brain? Are we taught what's fair and what's not fair? Well, apparently in a classic study involving monkeys years back, published in Psychology Today and some other journals, they had two chimpanzees in cages next to each other. And the trainer got a rock. The, the, the chimp gave the trainer a rock. And the trainer gave the chimp a cucumber. And in the next cage, the chimp gave the trainer a rock. And he gave the chimp a grape. Now, anybody knows a grape is better than a cucumber, even chimpanzees. So the second time he went for a rock from the first chimp, he gave him the rock, and he gave him the cucumber. And the chimp looked at the cucumber, tasted it, and threw it at him, as if to say, where's my grape? That guy got a grape, and I got a cucumber. Apparently, fairness is hardwired in our brains. Brains of primates, and especially in our brains, as reasoning, thinking people. We know what's right. We know what's right, and we know what's wrong, and we have no tolerance for cheaters and lazy people and people that break the rules. We just don't like it. It's inbred in us. So we're able to say that's not fair. Well, Jesus in the gospel gives those people a whole list of stuff that's not fair. Your temple's going to be knocked down. By the way, you're already under the control of the Romans, so things are bad already. It's going to get worse. The temple's getting knocked down, but that's not fair. And then all of you, because of me, he says, will be persecuted. You'll be put in prison. You'll be turned over by your families. That is not fair. Of course, the biggest thing that's not fair is that. That's not fair. There's no explanation for how that could possibly be fair. He didn't do anything wrong. So how does this all make sense? Well, it makes sense because what he's telling the people in the gospel is, this is this world. This world is messed up. This world is not fair. This world has a lot of issues. But if you keep your eyes on the prize, if you keep your eyes on where you're going, if you keep your eyes on how to get there, that world is perfect. That is the world we're working toward. 
That's why he says, not a hair on your head will be destroyed. Because whatever anyone does to us in this world is nothing compared to the amazing eternal joy we will have in the next world. That's what we're working toward. You know, we can be stopped in this world if we worry about fairness. That's what this means for us here today. We can't allow ourselves to be stuck. You know, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross had these stages of grief. Anyone who's suffered a loss probably has been exposed to her work. It starts with denial, and you work your way through anger and two other stages, and then you get to acceptance. And when you get to acceptance, you say, okay, that happened. That's not good, but I can't stay there. I have to go forward. I have to make something of my future. I can't live in my past. When my wife got cancer at 28, people would tell her, that's not fair. You're only 28. But you know, we couldn't sit there looking at each other, talking about how unfair it was. We needed to find doctors and treatments and get through what we had to get through so she would be cured, and she was. When she passed away, people would tell me and my son, that's not fair. They would say to my son, John, that's just not fair that you lost your mom. That's not fair, Mike, that you lost your wife. I know, it's not fair. But we couldn't stay in the denial and anger and bargaining phases. We had to get to acceptance. God is telling us there is a future. And it's beyond that. The story doesn't stop there. If it did stop there, it wouldn't be fair. It would be a tragedy. But the story doesn't stop in this world or on that cross it stops where he is bringing us where he's leading us he's leading us to eternal life with our heavenly father an eternal life that is perfectly loving that is perfectly peaceful and i guarantee you it's perfectly fair